What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Who You Got with Mello and Rado. It's a sports podcast where we talk your favorite sports debates, sports highlights, and sports matchups. And we want to thank you guys for joining us this week. We got a big week for you guys. A lot of things to talk about today. But before that, I just want to make sure if you guys are watching the video, click that like button below and make sure you guys are subscribed to our channel. We love to get our subscribers up, ask us questions uh, on our channel. Um, if you guys want to follow us on Patreon, we have a Patreon account. There you can find our merch. If you want to subscribe, is a is just a you know a supporter of the show. If you want to ask us questions on there, if you want to get merch at the three month, six month, and nine month uh, level, you're gonna be you're gonna love the stuff that we got out there. Also, oh, yes. we're everywhere wherever you get your podcasts: Apple, Spotify, um, Popcorn, um, Castro, anywhere you want to listen to us, we're there. As well as over on Facebook and YouTube and our social media, wherever you want to find us. My uh, personal social media account is Diconic Dude, Instagram.com slash Diconic Dude, and Mellows is Mellow the Notorious. That's right, and we got a big week for you guys today. A lot of things to talk about. Mellow, let, let them yes. know what we're talking about this week. You already know what it is. Uh, we just heard from us a few days ago, and we're already excited for the NFL seasons right around the corner. Uh, we just gave you a nice little AFC preview about how we think the teams are going to do uh, things they did in the offseason, pickups, trades, draft picks, all that. And now it's time for us to do the same thing for the NFC. Uh, exactly. Obviously, NFC is home of the reigning Super Bowl champions. My Rams, baby. My Rams. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so definitely uh, a lot of competition in there. Usually it's very, very tight when it comes to the race at the end of the year. So that's pretty much what we're here for today to talk about the NFC and give, a, give our fans a little preview about what they got for the season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, a lot of people know that the NFC has pretty much been like the top division in the last like five, five to ten years. But obviously the AFC has been been pretty solid since since the Chiefs came onto the scene and, and obviously now they, they got a lot of other teams that are pushing in there so you can never count on the AFC but let's get into the NFC man which uh, division should we get into first yeah definitely I definitely think we should start with uh, the NFC South alright um, I say the NFC South is only uh, one storyline that anyone cares about uh, just when everyone thought we was rid of him <laughs> your boy came back he uh, decided to unretire and it seemed like uh, the man who pretty much took over the league last year pretty much had the most passing yards, then decided to retire and come back and try to run it back for one more. Um, so, yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you start off? Uh, yeah. what's, the, what's the team you're thinking about is the top team in the NFC or one of the teams that beat, man? Uh, so, of course, you're talking about the Bucks, man. Thomas Edward Brady II. You know, this man is uh, obviously a living legend. Did I mean, you just say Edwards Brady the second. <laughs> that's that's his full name, and I only know that because Skip Bayless be always using that whenever he talks about Tom Brady, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Edward Brady the second. Like that's his favorite quarterback. So uh, I mean, obviously he's a goat. He's a goat for a reason. Seven Super Bowl championships. Uh, been in the league 20, 22 years. Obviously he's been uh, so consistent. Pretty much his whole career, and um, this year, you know, him coming back, a lot of people are wondering what is he going to do at 45 years old. That's a big storyline, obviously, this year. Um, but the Bucks as a whole, honestly, they look like a great team this year. You know, they're getting a lot of people back on offense. They got almost everybody back that that they had last year. Only guy really, the top guy that um, a lot of people know, Antonio Brown's not going to be there, obviously. But they did bring in Julio Jones this year, who's going to be. Oh, yeah. 
probably like a number number three target um, for for Tom Brady, like a number three wide receiver, because obviously they still got Mike Evans and uh, they got Gage in there as well, and uh, Leonard Fournette. And don't forget about Leonard Fournette. That's one guy that I think is gonna have a breakout season this year. I definitely I definitely see him doing some things for uh, for the Buccaneers this year, um, especially because their division is uh, is kind of weak. You know, it's it's kind of weak as far as quarterbacks go. You know, I, I would I would easily say that Tom Brady is the number one quarterback in this division, and and you know the NFC South division, and right. I would definitely say that the Bucks defense is the best in that NFC South division as well. You know, they got guys like David, they got Indominus Sue out there. You know, they got they got guys that can play on every single level. So you you got to give them like credit for what they've been doing um, just the past few years with Brady you know obviously they won a Super Bowl with Brady and last year they they couldn't beat us you know so they had to you know they lost to us the Rams that was um, a good game too. and I was actually very happy about that but you know you can't count Tom Brady out and I'll be honest I expect them to have a great record this year I still see them as one of the top teams in the NFC I think they're going to be easily 12 and 5 this year for me that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, honestly, uh, you pretty much said it. They didn't get no worse, but they also didn't get no better. Right. Um, they managed to keep most of their important pieces around, um, but a few they did lose. Um, so pretty much they do have a, a couple pieces coming in to replace it. But pretty much it, it's it's pretty much Tom Brady's last hurrah. Um, what Arians up in the office? Uh, I know he's gonna have a, a good coach he's used to, but at this point, it's safe to safe to say that he's just pretty much uh, calling his own shots. He's pretty much gonna be running his own offense. Um, obviously, they're gonna have no uh, Chris Godwin for probably the first five to six weeks, so that's gonna be uh, Ralph, Rob Rob Gronkowski finally decided to retire. Um, for now, it's gonna be rough. For now, everyone, everyone literally still thinks he's going to I do too, though. Back. I do too. Everyone still thinks he's coming back. Give him, give him to week 10. Give him to week 10. Uh, can he come back at that point? Yeah, yeah, like right before uh, right before they, they stop like the waivers, they, you're allowed to come in until like that point. All right. Um, so, yeah, so at this point, um, it's up to Brady to pretty much carry the load. Uh, Leonard Fournette obviously still got a little juice. Uh, but at the end of the day, he has not looked like his old self um, in the last two years in Tampa. Um, they use him a little more as a passer. Obviously, he was the preferred option over Ronald Jones the last two years. But in reality, um, if it wasn't for the passing, truthfully, it would, he wouldn't even be an average running back when it comes to stats the last two years. Uh, so they're hoping to use him a little more uh, with this type of offense actually uh the coach actually come, came out and said that they are going to try to do a lot more passing to the running back. Mm. Uh, so we, we should see Fournette uh, probably see um, high volume, at least passes. Right. Um, other than that, like you said, they don't really get uh, they got Gage. That's going to help with Godwin's assets. Obviously, they got uh, your boy Mike Evans. Uh, Cameron Bray and pretty much uh, Cody McElroy aren't too bad at the at the tight end position, but as long as, long as you have a game managing quarterback like like, and it's it's hard to say he's a game manager because he just led the league right through for five thousand last year. <laughs> but he pretty much like 
phenomenal defense. Uh, they did build off the running game, and he pretty much picked the part where he could, and that's exactly what he's going to do this year. I uh, definitely, since they are going to lose just a little bit, uh, step-wise, I do give them 11-6. 11-6, yeah. Still still good enough record for them to definitely make the, the I would say, the playoffs. Um, I, I just definitely think that Fournette is going to take a step up. Uh, just because, you know, they did focus more on the passing last year. And even though, like, his numbers were down, his average per run was still up. It was still at, like, 4.7 for, you know, um, yards per rush. So I still think they, you know, he's, he's a decent enough running back that can get you that 4.5 close to 5 yards or a, a rush, you know. I, I definitely could see him getting that 1,000 yards this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, but either way, they're, they're, they haven't lost the full step, so they're right there. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. They're definitely right there, man. So what's another team in the South that you think is going to be good? I mean, honestly, I, I think the next best team in that division has got to be the Saints. Um, it sucks because last year they had a lot of injuries to deal with, uh, especially at, at key positions. And then... Um, they just really tore apart their whole offense. Right. They had one of the top defenses in the game and ended up close to last in offense. Right, right, um, right. As long as they can stay healthy, they can honestly stay competitive. Um, Sean Payton's gone. You know, obviously, Drew Brees gone. So it's really a new a, a new uh, regime over there. And they, they're hoping that Jameis Winston and, and Michael Thomas come back off the of injury into their old subs and really show their true form. Um, <clears throat> pretty much, they lost Marcus Williams, Mar uh, Malcolm Jenkins uh, in the back, uh, but they picked up Marcus May and Tyrant Matthew. And yep. You can't go wrong with that. No, you can't. Uh, so expect expect their uh, their defense to still hold it down. Um, they also drafted a good uh, rookie at the left tackle spot, Taron Armstead. Um, he's going to help uh, keep your boy James Winston uh, good. Uh, Drafting Ohio State uh, receiver Chris Olave and uh, Jarvis Landry getting signed. Obviously, uh, once Michael Thomas returned, that's a great uh, receiving core. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the one player that's been consistent the whole time that all this change has been happening is Alvin Kamara. Um, he does have his own legal problems off, off the field and pretty much on the field. Continues to have a high ceiling. And even though last year it may have been underwhelming uh, compared to what we're used to, uh, having him and Mark Ingram as a one-two punch, <clears throat> that team should pretty much hold teams down with good defense. Got a good run game. And as long as James Winston and, and Michael Thomas stay healthy, that was, that's the key part for them staying competitive. And I think they finished at 9-8, maybe a little above, but I, I do think that they might have to find their own a little bit. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. You know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, when Michael Thomas comes back. I don't think he's going to be ready for that first game. So they're going to have to go out there with Landry being the number one just for the first uh, probably first game or maybe even the second because they, they did say they're not sure if um, Thomas is going to come back that first game. But, I mean, uh, the one thing I worry about, like always, whenever it's any Jameis Winston team is the turnovers. You know, he's a turnover machine. He's led... He did good last year. He did. I agree with you. He definitely did. But he also didn't start all the games. And he's he's led the league four times when he started every single game in in the season, four times in interceptions. So 
I, I don't know how much I can trust him, but I will give him this, that this is probably the best team as far as receivers that he's ever had. Even when he was on Tampa, Mike Evans was... And uh, running backs. And running backs, for sure. Like, defense. Like, this is the best team he's had built around him since he got into the league. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that. I think that that one-two punch with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram is going to be great again this year. Um, even Alvin Kamara coming out the backfield, they even stated that uh, he's going to get a lot more... Uh, catches from the backfield so they're going to give him like you know those five-year passes a lot more this year uh and i think that's definitely going to help because everyone kind of knows that Jameis is not like a deep threat guy he's more of a dink and dunk guy and as long as you know they can move the offense along get alvin Kamara some runs get mark ingram into, into the fold i think their defense should be able to slow down teams enough that they could definitely go over 500 and i agree with you i got him at nine and eight as well yeah, no, for sure. I actually think the opposite, though. I think he can't go far. He just, you know, got to work on the accuracy. And I think as long as he finds a good system to, to fit his mold and, and just don't turn the ball over, he's going to be able to throw for well over 4,000 yards. See, I, I, I do agree with that. I just don't think that, um, you know, it's, that's not going to be him throwing it deep. I think that Jarvis Landry from the slot and also Michael Thomas getting those, uh, you know, 10-yard cuts and then going off for like 50 yard to, to you know score a touchdown is going to be more on them because i do believe he's going to get over 4,000 easily you know he's he's always been consistent with the yards Jameis winston it's yeah. just that he's not like a typical deep th deep throw guy kind of like justin herbert or josh allen you know no no i definitely hear you uh, but either way i i do think they go above 500 and for sure should have a competitive season and i'm excited for james winston to see what he does yeah, man. I definitely do. Uh, I, I, I love Jamo. Um, I like him too, man. Him coming out of Florida State, he was so exciting to watch. It's just that if he can keep his turnovers down, I've always been a fan of his. You know, I always want to see him succeed. It's just those turnovers, man. Turnovers. Totally problem. Yeah, literally. Like, he would be a, a yeah. very good quarterback. Like, his, his completion percentage is good. You know, he, th he throws, like, a good amount of yards. But, yeah. But I definitely agree with you. They're going to be over 500. I got him at 9 and 8. Um, but, I mean, the other team that I want to talk about, the Carolina Panthers, they got a new quarterback in town. And do they, though? They do. They do. He got shipped off from Cleveland. They didn't want him no more. First overall pick four years ago, Baker Mayfield. He is starting, though. He is starting. So they, they got P.J. Walker. If you remember the UFL for a season, like last year. <laughs> P.J. Walker was a star on um, the UFL. He was one of the best quarterbacks when, when that was, I'm sorry, the XFL, excuse me, the XFL, because the UFL just started up again. The XFL was going on a few years ago and it stopped. So P.J. Walker was on the XFL as the best quarterback, and, and he got picked up by uh, Carolina as well. But he's going to be the backup. Baker Mayfield is definitely going to be the starter for week one. We'll so see. Who's your boy Sammy? Uh, my boy. I don't know about that's my boy. <laughs> that's your old boy from the Jets. <laughs> nah, he's gone. He's 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 gonna be like third, third uh string at that point. But Baker Mayfield is is definitely gonna be starting. They already announced it. Um, and honestly, like their running back core is the heart of this team. They got Christian McCaffrey. They got Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, who came out of nowhere last year. He was a rookie last year when Christian McCaffrey got injured, and he was getting like 100-yard runs four games uh, in a row, Chuba Hubbard was. So I definitely think that the, the best thing about the Carolina Panthers is that running back core, and a lot of people know that. Um, now, 
And we'll see if uh, Baker Mayfield can make some throws to, to the guys. He has DJ Moore. He's definitely, you know, might take a step up this year. And they did pick up Rashard Higgins from Cleveland. So Baker does have like a little bit of chemistry with him. And they also picked up Lavasca Chanel from uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so I definitely think they got they got a few guys that they can make some plays as far as like uh, you know getting the ball in short distances and kind of running running up the field. There, Rashard Higgins is definitely like a really fast receiver. I could definitely see him doing that, especially uh, Chanel as well. I could see him doing some screens because I know that Baker's going to be a dink and dunk type of guy too. They're going to they're going to want him to be like what Alex Smith was for the Kansas City Chiefs a few years ago. Right. And and honestly, that's that's probably what's going to happen with him. Um, I think that they're going to want him to just dink and dunk and move the ball forward, but their defense is a big problem. You know, they they lost a few guys last year. Their the best guy on defense is probably Shaq Thompson who's their outside linebacker, but they, they really don't have uh, much as far as the uh, the cornerbacks. You know, uh, they do have a, a guy, Keith Taylor Jr., who's a rookie. And Xavier Woods, he's kind of getting old as a strong safety. So they got an aging, aging um, defense. So that's one thing that's going to worry me. They're going to let go a lot of points. And, and honestly, for that reason, I, I do see them going 6 and um, six and 11 this year because of that. Because I, I do think... They're going to be letting go of a lot of points this year. Their defense is, is not going to be playing that great to their strengths, and and I don't know how you know how much they can really depend on just Christian McCaffrey to, to win you games because you're going to need Baker to win you games. And we saw last year that Baker had his own turnover issues as well. No, honestly, um, my problem with this team is is truthfully on McCaffrey. Um, obviously, we know what he he can do. Um, damn near before he got injured at one point, he was averaging 142 for scrimmage. Right. Um, but heading into 26, his 26, well, not his 26 year, but he's 26 years old and, and heading into this year in the NFL, at the end of the day, how, how consistent can he be with those injuries? Um, they That's obviously point. don't want to use him as a workhorse, but when was the last time we've seen him make it, uh, through a full season, he became the highest paid running back in 2020 and yep. played only 10 games since then. Yep, that was the second second season in the league, and since then he hasn't played a full season, you're right. Exactly. Um, obviously, the rest of the Panthers is absolutely, and I mean absolutely nothing to write about. Um, the defense was somewhat decent and somehow managed to become one of the worst defenses in the league. They um, have literally nothing. Uh, like you said, um, they got... Hubbard and Deontay Foreman uh, is back up for uh, McCaffrey that are somewhat decent. Yeah, they're both um, decent, actually. Yeah, Dante Foreman is a really good running back on, on himself, though. No, no, they're they're both great backups, but at the end of the day, you can't rely on them because if, if, if uh, McCaffrey goes down, who else is going to score? Um, good point. Like I said, the defense has, has nothing. Uh, they lost Hayson Riddick's. Um, they tried to sign a little few, a few people like Corey Littleton, Damian Wilson, and Matt Leonidas to help um, in that front seven. But honestly, um, that's just not really doing nothing but plugging up holes that really ain't, ain't getting plugged fully. It's like putting Band-Aid on a bullet hole. Um, pretty much they tried to pick a, a good draft pick, um, but that's really not going to, I think it was a eighth. Yeah, they picked and they eight. got the eight pick. Yep. Yeah, and pretty much 
he's already going through injury issues and doesn't seem like someone that could be a pillar of the defense. Right. Uh, so pretty much the only thing they have anything to write about this offseason was Ikem Ikwanu, which was uh, a really good offensive That's tackle with right. a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there won't be anything special this season, and they pretty much won't be anything anywhere until they decide to go find a quarterback. Hmm. So what do you got? What record you got them with? Finishing up with same six and eleven. Six and eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And they're they're actually talking already that they're gonna they're trying to trade Dante Foreman, which I think is a bad idea. Um, they're they're seeing what they can get for him. They they called a lot of teams already. They said, but I, I don't think that's a good idea because I agree with you. You you don't know what's gonna happen with McCaffrey, and it's better to have like two decent backups than just one guy that you can you can you know hopefully rely on and Shuba Hubbard. Right. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, um, and it's crazy, like I said, they're not going to be anything special right about, but they still 100% will be better uh, than the worst team in the NFL right now. Um, and that's the last team in this division, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. <laughs> Got to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, I know a, a lot of their offseason was consumed by trying to get uh, – Deshaun Watson, yep. and then they ended up uh, settling for Marcus Mariota. Yep. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, it's a big um, drop off. The Matt, the Matt Ryan era is over, and it's it's good to see what they have to offer. Um, <clears throat> Marcus Mariota definitely always uh, likes to be connected to West Coast ground and pound sort of offenses. Um, he has a good completion rating and a decent uh, quarterback rating. Um, he just never really excelled to the point where you felt like he could take his team to the next level. Right. Um, right. I think he last played. For I don't think Titans. he never really had a chance, though. I mean, on the Titans, he kind of did. Just about to say that. I think he last played for the Titans. That was before uh, Henry was Henry. Uh, like that was in 2019. Yeah, and last um, year he was in uh, he the Raiders. The, he was a backup exactly, for the he Raiders. Make it through the full season. Yeah. Um, but now he's pretty much tied with Kyle Pitts, Jake London. Um, obviously, they tried to bring in other people. I think they got um, uh, Zacchaeus, Brian Edwards, Auden Tate. Um, those are a lot of people that are going to be versatile on that depth chart. Right. So definitely trying to surround him with weapons. And then obviously, uh, we got a running back like Cordell Patterson, who is pretty much the running back. Um, and obviously, Kenan catch like he can uh they're definitely building a team and marcus Mariota is honestly the best quarterback for it uh the only issue is while they're building a great team like somewhat fantasy wise not fantasy as in like fantasy football but just fantasy in your mind right it looks like a great team when it comes to the skill sets put together like you know marcus Mariota, cordell patterson uh drake london and kyle pitts like that just that looks great, but at the end of the day, um, they are NFL players, and they're probably some of the worst NFL players. Like they got decent players in skill positions, but obviously Kyle Pitts, Drake London, one and two years into the league, exactly. Marcus Mariota can really prove himself. Cordell Patterson, 100%, has proved himself. Um, but at this point, he he's pretty much pushed to the running back, and without an offensive line and a horrible, and I mean horrible horrible defense there's absolutely no way they're going to do anything but be throwing try to fight from behind all season and that's why I got them only one to three of those games trying to fight from behind um, and pretty much we have uh, 
the NFL's notorious decision on the worst team going into this year. <laughs> See, to me, I don't think they're going to be the worst team this year. Just because in their own division... Did we already talk about the worst team? I think so. I I, I think that... I'm, I'm sorry, Melo, but I think the Jets are. <laughs> we talked about them last time. but <laughs> Nah. But uh, I, I think you you have a case for them to possibly be the worst team of the year, for sure. Um, I'm just... I'm looking at their talent. Like, Kyle Pitts is very talented. I know you... you, you I agree with you. They're very young on offense, you know. As far as, you know, Kadero Hodge, one of their wide receivers, third year, Drake London, obviously, first year. I, I think, in my estimation, Drake London is going to be the best receiver in his class, though, this year, in the draft class. Um, I think he has a great year. If, yeah, if he gets enough targets, I think he will be, for sure. And I agree with that little statement about fantasy now. I think that Cordell Patterson, like, you know in fantasy how they have the wide receiver running back position that... Well, he that low flex. is the one that goes off fantasy-wise, yes. But he is literally the perfect flex player. That's what When you call a flex player in fantasy, that's Cordell Patterson. He is a flex. My man can line up as a wide receiver, running back, fullback. He can run off the slot. Like, literally, he's very multi-talented. Um, and he can also be a returner, actually. He's, he's uh, been a, a punt returner for them as well uh, last year. So he can literally go anywhere on the field and make a play. Um, but I tend to agree with you. I think that their defense is horrible, terrible, and their offense is just very young. Now, I expect Marcus Mariota to do a little bit better this year because I, I think that he's fighting for, for a job in the NFL, and he knows that this is probably going to be his last chance. If he doesn't do well here, then he's not going to get another starting opportunity ever again. Um, and honestly, for that reason, I, I do have them just a little bit higher than you do. I got them finishing the season at 4 and uh, 13, so just a little bit higher. But, yeah, that's why I don't have them as my worst team. But I, I tend to agree with you that they're probably going to be the worst team in this division for sure and one of the worst teams in NFL. Yeah, nah, honestly, um, besides the Bucks and decent, decent effort from the Saints, the other two teams in the division ain't nothing to write about. So who do you have as a division winner? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to have the Bucks, man. I got to have the Bucks as a division winner. And um, they're definitely going to play some tough games with the Saints. And I could even see them playing some tough games against Carolina. But I, I do see them winning both the games against Carolina and then splitting with the Saints, one and, you know, one and one. But I do have them winning this division, 12 and 5 for me. Or, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, too, I definitely yeah. got them winning the division, too. Um, so, yeah. Uh, like I said, Atlanta Falcons, let's see who, who gets a race to the worst team. Done with the judge. <laughs> right? Seriously. Well, and you got to throw in the Houston Texans in there. They're pretty trash, too, man. Remember, they got, they got nothing. They got that nothing. Um, but, yeah, now let's talk about the NFC East now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what used to be called the NFC Least. Not anymore. Does, let's say what doesn't suck about this division? Uh, horrible franchises mixed with horrible fan bases mixed with horrible owners. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot to you know. Yo, literally, why is it the the, the the three worst owners in in NFL are in that division? Like literally, Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones, and uh, Hugh or uh, Lori from uh, Philadelphia. Like all of them, hate them all. Bro. No one will last any of them at this point. Um, we just got four teams. A lot of times they're fighting for the same uh, spot. 
Uh, lately, the Cowboys have been ahead of by a little bit. Right. Pretty much. At the end of the day, that gap might be closing. Let's talk about it. Yeah, but this is the only division in football that a team hasn't won two years in a row in the last 15 years. So it's crazy. I don't know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Every year, they're usually fighting for the same spot. Yeah. Um, so what's crazy about this, and I want to start off with Dallas. Uh, I don't get Dallas, man. Every year, spend big money, get who they want, shit don't work out, get them away. <laughs> and it's just like a constant cycle. Uh, pretty much uh, getting rid of Amari Cooper. Why would you ever let him go? Um, I understand you got C.D. Lamb, and he is pretty much, yes, he's an upper comer, but like, come on. You, you needed Amari Cooper. Uh, especially when you're, you're a star running back who you just paid, and you start quarterback who you just paid. It isn't having the years that they're supposed to be having. Mm-hmm. Um, then they cut two linemen that were necessary and pretty much one of the reasons why they had the best line in the league for so many years and that's in Lowell Collins and Connor Williams um, pretty much Zach, Zach Martin um, is there um, Tyron Smith remains uh, but both of them are injury prone Tyron Smith um, is out for, for most of the season remember he got injured just uh, recently so he's going to be out at least 10 games exactly injury prone um, they tried signing uh, Randy Gregory, but then screwed him over, and he got he went and signed with Denver. Um, they pretty much don't know what's happening, and somehow, some way, Mike McCarthy is still their coach. Uh, <laughs> so that's just absolutely wild. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott not having the greatest years anymore. It took him an extra game just to get to a thousand yards. And pretty much everyone's calling for his head because they want uh, your boy Pollard to start. At this point, Pollard's looking more agile, more mobile, and is getting more yards to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, his days as a top shelf fantasy fantasy guy is over. Um, I think I still picked him in one of my leagues, unfortunately. Um, but either way, uh, between him, City Land, and Dak, we definitely got um, a good young team. Um, obviously, they need Dak to play on a on an elite level. They really also need Ezekiel to play on an elite level. Yes. Um, but as long as Zach can continue to get his receivers moving, um, we think that City Lamb will have a good uh, year, a good increase in his stats, and obviously, he was still one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, come on, you almost had rookie of the year, uh, two rookie of the years. You almost had two rookie of the years over there. Um, and pretty much you got a great uh, great end and you also got uh, a great cornerback and you got obviously great everywhere but there's, those are just two two stars uh, pretty much that have been sticking out on that defense that's been solid for the last seven years right. uh, so pretty much I think that they're going to be a lot a lot consistent like they had before and, and the end of season is probably 11-6 wow you got them 11-6 okay yep. see um, I mean you made a lot of points on why they're not going to be as good as they were last year. I'll be honest, and and those were good points. Like um, one thing about Amari Cooper, though, I remember last year we had a discussion about if they're going to get rid of Amari Cooper, and I remember I was telling you that they're going to get rid of him. You you weren't you weren't believing me at one point, but I told you, well, C.D. Lamb balls. You're trying to tell me um, C.D. Lamb was a number one, and I'm like, yeah, he might be getting more receiving yards right now, which he wasn't. But I'm like, he's not the number one receiver on that team. He'll be the number one receiver on that team if they let Amari Cooper go. Yeah, and I, I mean, 
I definitely think he's but he's the number one though. They were gonna let him go and just move on to CeeDee Lamb, right? I'm like, nah, they gotta pay Amari Cooper. But you're right. I mean, I I still see CeeDee Lamb as definitely a, a good number one. I, I'm gonna be honest. I see him as a top seven receiver right now as we speak. Top seven, easy, yeah. What? Yeah, top seven, top seven. I mean, you got Cup, you got Adams, you got Keenan Allen. You know, Mike Evans is up there. Um, obviously Chase, and then um, Jefferson from the Vikings. But other than that, I got him as a seventh. CD Lamb right after Jefferson from the Vikings. Oh wow! wow. That's that's why. I, I mean, Stephon Diggs. You can kind of put him in the same level as Stephon Diggs, I guess, to me. Stephon Diggs and him. Will be. He just got to his first thousand yard receiving as a number two. Right, as a number two, he did. Now as a number one, you'll see he's gonna. I think he's gonna eclipse that because I do think yeah, the one thing. One now he faces tougher competition. He might, he might, but I do think that Dak loves to throw the ball deep. Dak is a deep throw guy. He he loves to sling it around. They play in kind of a West Coast offense too, down in Dallas, and and they're gonna be playing that obviously. Uh, We'll see what happens with the play calling right now. Nobody really knows who's going to be calling the plays right now. They're, they're going to supposedly give it to Dan Campbell, who's going to be the defensive coordinator, and he's going to be calling the plays. But I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, you know, they, they did have a nice pickup in Anthony Barr for their defense, so that's that's a good pickup. But I tend to agree with you that they, they lost something with Amari Cooper. I feel like they needed him. And um, I don't know um, how much, you know, they're going to be able to – get as many yards as they did last year. I actually estimate Dak Prescott to get around like 42 to 4,300 yards, not even hit that 4,500 mark. Um, but I do expect CeeDee Lamb to get around 13 to 1,400 yards receiving. But I'm going to be honest, I have them doing a little bit worse than last year. I think that this division, when they play each other, it's always tough games. You know they're always close. Even if it's like the worst team playing the best team in the division uh, in the NFC East, it's always tough. It's always like a three-point game. So, for that reason, I gotta have them. I'm gonna have them only win ten games this year. I think that they're gonna be ten and seven. They're gonna be just slightly worse than last year. Yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely got uh, them doing just. I just think the schedule is just a little easier for them this year. Mm. And I think that a lot of them know it's really make or break year. So I think a lot of people really step up. So that's why I got to with the 11-6. That's true. I just think it's a big loss. Like Tyron Smith, they just lost him in the preseason, and he's gone for 10 games. That that was probably their best offensive lineman once they got rid of Lyle Collins. Um, I think that Tyron Smith was definitely their best offensive lineman. Now they don't have him. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for, for them, I think, the first few games until they figure things out. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. And uh, another team in this, uh, in this division that can honestly – you know, really put up points and be on par with Dallas is the Eagles, man. I really like the Eagles this year, man. Obviously, last year we kind of saw we saw what they can do. They were they were trying to push into that playoff push for a second, and you know it didn't necessarily work for them. But but you know, as far as like a whole team with all levels of of the game, when you're going from quarterback, offensive line. Um, wide receivers, running backs, defense, like all three levels. I think that Eagles got the best from last year to this year. They had the most pickups. As they spent like, uh, I think, top three in the free agency as far as money goes. And obviously their biggest free agent was A.J. Brown from Tennessee, who they got, which is going to be a huge, huge help. 
Um, they they have three great running backs. You know, uh, they have the best offensive line in the NFL. As far as uh, the ADP goes, if, if you go to um, um, scorecard, NFL scorecard, it's it's a stat. It's like stat based uh, um, projections, and they're looking at the amount of pancakes that these guys got and from last year this year they still believe that the philadelphia eagles are definitely going to have the best offensive line i mean and that's going to help jalen hurts a lot i think jalen hurts is going to be running around doing what he's doing just like he did last year he had uh the most um quarterback touchdowns as far as rushing last year second was uh josh allen but you know jalen hurts was still there and they got three pretty good running backs to me. Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Kenneth Gainwell. Like they're they're all three good running backs. Their wide receivers are on point. They still got Demonte Smith, who's a deep threat, fast guy. Zach Pascal, who they got from the Colts, who's going to be more of a slot receiver. And of course, AJ Brown, who's who's going to be like that big, big, big threat guy. And he's going to be the type of guy that can get you touchdowns in the red zone. Like when you're in the red zone, you just throw it up right in the corner and just have him jump for it. I definitely think that. He's going to be able to do that. Now, along with Dallas Goddard, who, to me, is one of the top tight ends in the league. You know, This year, I think he's definitely going to have over 1,000 yards, Dallas Goddard. And I think that their offense is going to be on point. Their question is obviously going to be their defense and their secondary. Are they going to be able to like oh, stop, yeah. stop people? Darius Lay is getting a little bit older. There's a reason why the Detroit Lions got rid of him last year. And he didn't really play that great last year for, for the Eagles, but... C.J. Gardner-Johnson was a good pickup for them, which is great. He's going to be their safety, pretty much strong safety. He's, he moves around to free safety sometimes too. So they they have like a good back, uh, sec, like a free safety and strong safety. But as far as their cornerbacks, not great. And their defensive line is decent. You know, Josh Sweat and Fletcher Cox, people know their names, but they're still getting old as well. So I think they're going to have a great offense. Is their defense is going to be the question? Is that they're going to be able to stop teams, and I think that they're going to be able to stop them in spurts. But they will be able to keep up on offense, and I actually expect them to have the best rushing attack this year, uh, just like they did last year. They're still going to be number one in rushing, uh, the number one rushing team for sure. Um, I actually expect them to do good things this year with that offense, and I actually got them going nine and eight. To compete with Dallas. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that uh, they didn't make too many moves, but they did enough to get just a little better. Uh, obviously, it looks like they uh, they might be going all in on uh, on your boy Hurts, but he also might have one last year to, to prove something. He's got two more years under contract uh, before the rookie contract is up, so before they have to uh, so, repay him. Yeah, no, it's because uh, more than likely, if you don't do it this year, though, uh, they're going to look to trade up this year come the year uh, for a quarterback. Um, and pretty much they try to do what they can. Like you said, Lawrence Fletcher Cox tried to pick up another whole lineman. Um, they pretty much uh, signed A.J. Brown. Um, they got uh, Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White. They pretty much uh, already had the top rushing attack with somehow – three to five different running backs. Yeah. What I mean three to five is pretty much most of them three got injured. But uh, also one of the lead rushers was obviously Jalen Hurts. Right. Uh, so right. they pretty much had five main rushers uh, throughout the year that gave them that lead rushing attack. Um, and Miles Sanders was injured uh, for most of that. 
Um, but like I said, this is a make or break year for Jalen Hurts. He pretty much either got to show up or I think they're going to move on from him after this year. Mm. So I definitely do think that they got a, a good, decent defense uh, around them. Uh, they got, if they can play things right, they got four guaranteed wins in the division plus another two tough games. And uh, with another uh, schedule that's kind of decent, I do got them going to 10-7, 10-7. 10-7, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a good point. I think that uh, Jalen is going to do a little bit better this year. I think they're going to focus a little bit more on the passing. That's why they got him, you know, Zach Pascal and A.J. Brown. So they want him to pass the ball more, obviously. But I still think that with his running along with Boston Scott and and along with Miles Sanders, that they're still going to have the top rushing attack. So they'll be able to use up a lot of the clock and, and be able to control control the ball, like, in a lot of these games. So. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And honestly, they got to 100% be better than the next team on our list, which is, uh, what's your name? Commanders. The Commanders. 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 Real quick, can we just uh, say, is this the worst team in the NFL, or worst team name in the NFL? 100%. For real, like, they, couldn't, they couldn't pick the Red Tails. They couldn't pick, like, you know, I don't know, something dope. This is why I tell you this is a business so This is the story of the Commanders. One of the last season, I'm trying to pick a name, came with the Commanders. Or was it two seasons ago? One into this season, trying to pick a quarterback, came out with Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Um, if, if they really didn't have much leverage to get anyone anything. That's a good point. Day, so Carson Wentz is an upgrade. Uh, pretty much from what they've been using the last two, three years. Yeah. Um, outside of Wentz, they're starting Andrew Norwell um, to replace Brandon Scherf. Uh, pretty much, they're tr- they're going to rely on their defense again. And yeah. it's so crazy because... They have a great defense. Yes and no, and that's what I say. Um, they pretty much... they You think what a defense... Pretty much that has Chase Young and Montez Sweat mm-hmm. will be one of the best defense in the league. The lethal pass rushers was the worst against the pass. Mm. They were hauled by rushing the passer. Mm. And those are people who are basically known for rushing the passer. Uh, so a lot of it was because of the offense, so I'll be honest. They were never on the field. Uh, they pretty much had no receivers, um, they had dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, I think Terry McLaurin at one point was the only person that was their number one yep. uh, because of so many injuries. Um, yep. I think they tried to sign Curtis Samuel and he got injured. Um, pretty much Logan Thomas and he got injured. It's just been a lot of people getting injured. And the only one that's been consistent on the team, honestly, is Antonio Gibson. Yep. And truthfully, uh, he had a great year before that. Disappointed a little bit last year, but he did have J.D. Um, McKissick, who was a rookie last year, uh, take a lot of his share in the backfield. Both still on the team, but uh, most people do expect Gibson to get a little bit more play this year. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, the offense could not stay on the field or could not stop turning the ball over, and the defense just kind of got ran through a lot. And the sucks for the defense is kind of built to be a decent defense, especially in that front seven. They just couldn't stay off the field, and it was just a lot. 
So at this point, um, they got to be able to keep that ball in the front of offense so they can utilize the strength in their defense and actually um, get the sacks and get the get the strips and, and get the, the hurries that they can and quarterback hits that they can without pretty much being ran ragged. Um, so I definitely don't think they're going to struggle this year. Uh, Carson Wentz is obviously a good pickup more than any quarterback they had. Uh, so I think that they go six and eleven. Hmm. Yeah, you made some great points uh, as far as their, their offense goes and as far as the inconsistency that they've had with most of their players other than McLaurin. You know, and Gibson, you're definitely right about that. I, I think that um, Jahan Dotson was uh, their rookie wide receiver pickup this year who I think is going to make some noise this year. He is going to get a lot of targets because, like you said, a lot of their other guys are definitely injured. Like Dax Milne, he got injured, who was their fourth wide receiver, and he got injured. Um, I think that they're actually – the one thing I disagree with you on is, is that defense, though. I think that they're going to be a top – top five defense in the league, even though they might not be one of the best teams as far as whole total team, they did pick up Chase Young, you know, one of you know, the best pretty much defensive end in, in the draft. And with Jonathan Allen, Montel Sweat, and Chase Young, you know, those three guys right there, they're going to be doing work on offensive lines wherever they go. And they did pick up Kendall Fuller as well from the Arizona Cardinals, who's a good cornerback. He's going he's gonna to do work. And Benjamin same just was nice last year. He, he had like a few interceptions, I think three interceptions last year. So he came into his own. Um, I think that their defense is actually the best part about them. You know, for me, I think they'll be able to hold a few teams down lower than 20 points, they, especially in their own division. They'll be able to hold the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants for sure. Um, I, do, I do see that, but I think they'll be better against the pass this year. They did have a few pickups. That, that helped them with Kendall Fuller and, and Chase Young. That's going to help them against the pass, and they'll be able to get some more sacks on quarterbacks. And you know what? Uh, I actually see them uh, doing slightly better. Uh, I have them at 7 and uh, 10 this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think Wentz is a decent enough quarterback. That he, can, he can throw 300-yard games. He can get you, like, games when you need them. McLaurin, if he stays healthy, that's going to be a big help. But if he doesn't, then they're pretty much fucked on offense. They've got no other wide receivers, so they need McLaurin. Trying to see that whole team need a lot of help. They're trying to get the personnel, but they're really not spending money on nobody. And that's yeah. the part I don't get. But also, they pick up old guys. Yeah, yeah. They they don't spend a lot of money. You're right. Dan Snyder never does. Um, they they picked up Kendall Fuller, who's decent. But they got him on a small contract, like eight million a year. So I don't know how great that is. As far as a cornerback, that's not great. Like you want one of the top guy like Micah Hyde is getting like eighteen. So you know, definitely yeah, they never want to pay. But they probably don't have the market. So at this point, who knows? Um, but I, I, I do think Carson Wentz is a big improvement than what they've had the last couple of years. So. I agree. They're, they're definitely going to be a, a little bit competitive this year, especially in that division. In, in, in times, you're going to see them definitely be competitive, but a team that I don't see being competitive at all in this division, I'll be honest, man, the New York Giants. Let me talk about them real quick, man. Oh, my God. Like, this team, I'll be honest, it didn't look like they got better at all from last year to this mm -hmm. year. No pick, like, no major pickups when they needed to. They needed a wide receiver. They needed a backup running back just in case, you know, Saquon Barkley gets injured again. And I would say 
I'll be honest, they needed like they, they needed a backup quarterback, which they got. They got Tyrod Taylor as a backup quarterback, which I, I think is a good pickup. As far as a backup. As far as a backup goes, you know, he, he can he can do work as a backup. I mean you saw like he was in Houston like a few years ago, he, he was doing work. Um, you know, they do got Kenny Galladay, who's going to be their pretty much top receiver. And there is this, uh, uh, I mean, Darius Slayton is going to be decent too, but he's injured the first six games. Um, but there is this guy, Wyndale Robinson, who not a lot of people know about. And I think he's going to make a major step up this year for this team. He's, he's probably going to be a type of guy that gets 800 to 1,000 yards this year. Other than that, you can't really say much about them. You know, Sterling Shepard's injured right now, so you don't know when he's going to come back. And Tony is questionable for the first game. He's going to come back after that. But, you know, with Saquon Barkley having his injury history, just like, you know, a lot of running backs that we, we've been talking about, honestly, um, just like Chris McCaffrey, actually, like, they paid him, but can you really trust him that much? And I don't know if you can trust Saquon and Daniel Jones on this team. Um you know, as, as far as their defense, their their best, the best guy on on defense is their strong safety Julian Love, I would say. And I mean Leonard Williams, they did pick up as a as a, a defensive tackle, and they have the rookie tackle Dexter Lawrence, who they picked up from Clemson, who I, I think is going to be decent, but he's still young. He's still young, so you're going to need to give him time to actually mature in that tackle spot because he's not like a end rusher where he can just go around and get sacks. He's going to have a tough time having double teams on him. Um, so for that reason, I really think their defense is going to be really bad this year. They're really slacking on that linebacker position. And honestly, I have them being the worst team in this division. I got them going 4-13. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much I do know that they, they, they clean house. Um, they don't know if they're gonna pick up on on, on Daniel's fifth year option, so this is another make or break year for him as well. Good point. Um, he definitely had no receiving core. His receiving cores have been pitiful. Last year, they had a left tackle catch a excuse me a touchdown pass. <laughs> That's right. That was more than Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Left tackle. So clearly they That's have sad. a lot to do when it comes to picking up. Um, now they pretty much had Evan Ingram. Um, no, basically three of their top receivers are Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, and Devontae Booker, which is a tight end two running backs. Um, so they can't do anything in the NFL who can't pass the ball. Right. And then uh, Evan Ingram, uh, real quick, he left. Uh, Evan Ingram yeah, left he's down, down he's south. He's gone. Yeah. Um, obviously we had some, some injuries. Um, so they, they, they did play a part, um, but this year they did try a little bit uh, to just solidify that receiving core. Uh, signed in Ricky Seals to replace uh, Evan Ingram. Um, like you said, Owandon Robinson was a, a pick that they got uh, that is electric by a uh, slot receiver. Um, pretty much handed down a contract to keep him. Uh, Huge contract. <laughs> I don't know. Like they're paying him. Million. So they're paying him 18 million a year for four years, which is insane. And right now, they can't even get rid of him. They were talking about cutting him at the beginning of the year, and they're not going to do it because they're like it's too big of a contract, too big of a hit. Oh yeah, um, they have no choice but to keep him. Uh, hopefully, um, Shepard will be back a little soon. Um, Tony um, had a lot of uh, issues with COVID last year, 
So hopefully he stays consistent. And then obviously they want to work Darius Slayton into that mix as well. Right. Um, so pretty much we need the whole line to keep uh, Saquon a little healthy. We need Saquon to go a little bit more than his past days. And we definitely need a uh, make and break year from Daniel Jones. Um, because at the end of the day, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley only two pieces left from the last regime. So yeah. them two don't have a good year. I don't think the people have no problem in the house. That's that's a good point, and I'll be honest. Like I totally agree with you about the make or break for Daniel Jones. Um, do you think uh, do you think he's gonna, you know, he's actually gonna have a good year, and they're gonna keep him? They're gonna take his fifth year option, or do you believe he's gonna do terrible or or mediocre, and they're not gonna pick him up? I think he's gonna have a, a mediocre year. Gotcha. Because gotcha. I think he's a mediocre player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest, I agree with you. I think he's going to be gone by the end, well, not by the end of the year, but by next year he's going to be gone, or they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. They're going to trade him for somebody. No, 100%. I, I, so, I didn't say 4-13. Okay, so you got him, yeah, same, same thing as me. 100%. Yeah. And obviously, I think we both can agree that we got the Dallas Cowboys winning the division. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got them winning by one game, but I got the Eagles right behind them. Right behind them. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. But going on right. to the next uh, the next division in football, who's going to be a little North. more exciting? NFC North. The North is definitely going to be exciting this year. The only person more annoyed than everyone else that Tom Brady came back is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that man is pretty much being held back for winning another Super Bowl because of Tom Brady and his decision to come over from the Patriots. And he pretty much keeps signing himself uh, to a mediocre team, basically. And at that point, uh, there ain't really nothing else to talk about in this division but the Packers as long as it has Aaron Rodgers. So why don't you take it off of it? A-Rod, man, I'm, let me talk about the Vikings real quick, man, because Aaron Rodgers, people know about him, but the Vikings, they've been one of the teams that's always been trying to push themselves above Green Bay, you know, for the past four years is the reason they got Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk Cousins was literally there to take over Aaron Rodgers, to try to try and beat, you know, that team. That's literally the only reason he's there. Now, they made a team around around Kirk Cousins and honestly they've pretty much given him everything he needs and this year I think this oh, yeah. this is going to be another guy another guy we're talking about that it's a make or break year for him because I'll be honest if he doesn't do good this year they're going to probably get rid of him they're going to trade him but especially if they, if they don't make the playoffs this year there's going to be a make or break year for for the Vikings but I'll be honest for me man this is the team I wanted to talk about because in the NFL I have this team as a surprise team of the league, of the whole league. You know, last week, yeah, we talked about the Jaguars, what I think about them. They're going to be the surprise of the AFC, but I think this is going to be the surprise team of the whole league. Their offense is insane. Like, they have actually three good running backs in Dalvin Cook, Matheson, and uh, Kigi and and Gaku. So, like, all three of these guys can actually play. And Gaku's obviously a younger guy, but... Mattinson, he's he's known for for doing work. Now their wide receiver core is where it's at. 
the guys that are not starting, the bench guys, Jalen Ragor, who's on Philly, who was he he made some plays. KJ Osborne, who was, who was still a good slot guy last year for uh, for Minnesota. Adam Thielen, who was number one wide receiver for a while, you know when Stephon Diggs was there too, and obviously Justin Jefferson, who moved into that number one spot now. And along with Irv Smith at the tight end position, I think that they're set up very well in that offense. They have a decent O line. Davin Cook is back, so he's gonna be he's gonna be helping out Kirk Cousins a lot. And I just think that Kirk Cousins is gonna be throwing the ball all over the field this year. He's gonna be getting a lot of 300 yard games. Uh, he's he's definitely gonna gonna try to if he slows down on those interceptions. I think he's definitely gonna be put in a good position this year to be able to take this team to the next level. Their defense is also really good as far as their front four and or sorry their front seven really because the defensive ends and defensive tackles plus the linebackers they're really good. Darius Smith, obviously Harrison Phillips, people know, and Eric Kendricks, people know about that, these guys. But another guy that's actually really good is their uh, outside linebacker Daniel Hunter. I think he's gonna he's gonna prove to you know really show out this year. And obviously Patrick Peterson, people knew him from. Arizona, they got him here now in the Vikings, plus Harrison Smith is the safety, so honestly, they're set up very well on defense. They have a really good defense. Their starters are set up well. They might not have the depth that other teams have on defense. Uh, like uh, that's, that's the reason why I had the Commanders as a top five defensive team, is because they do have a lot of depth, but as far as their starters, the Vikings on paper are definitely going to be up there for a top defense. I just I definitely see a lot of good things happening from Kirk Cousins. I think he's gonna throw the ball all over. I expect him to have around five thousand yards this year. And for that reason I, I really expect them to do good things and I see them going twelve and five in this division. Which is a huge, huge lift from last year. Honestly, twelve and five is very huge lift. Um I think I think the Viking is a, a team that constantly shoot themselves in their own foot. Um, and truthfully, I don't know how long we're going to keep letting them do it. Mm. Um, they finally got healthy Cook. They got Jefferson. They got feeling. You know, they they got a lot to pretty much to be able to, to keep that offense rolling. Like you said, they got, they got a great defense. Um, adding a lot of pieces like Zadarius Smith, Jordan Hicks, and Harrison Phillips. Uh, definitely fantastic. Um, they're going to continue to be run heavy, um, utilize that same approach. Um, obviously making Davin Cook the, the official focus of the offense. And pretty much um, all, we, all we pretty much uh, have to do is, is continue to hold off that defense um, or the defense hold off. Uh, let KJ Osborne have another breakout season. Yes. Um, I think he has a great receiving core around him. The big key is the coach from the Rams. Um, you know, I heard Justin Jefferson in the interviews like, I now I 100% see why Cooper Cup is open uh, based off the schemes that they're running. Uh, so I expect uh, the whole receiving core to have a phenomenal year. Um, point. All it depends on as long as uh, Kirk Cousins do what he's supposed to do. Um, I definitely think they're having a great year. Do not have them going twelve and five. Definitely got them going ten and seven. Maybe, yeah, ten and seven. They love losing games. <laughs> they love losing games. 
I think this is a this is a make or break here for Kurt. So I, I gotta give it to him, man. I think that he's gonna he's gonna break out this year. Yeah, I hear you. But honestly, um, wait. Twelve and five. I got them twelve and five, bro. I got them twelve and five, and the, obviously the, there's a team that has pretty much been winning this division like for the last five the years. Let's talk about the Packers. I was like, wait, if you got them twelve and five, that means you got to tied or at least beat the Packers. Let's talk about um, it. Which I really, I really wouldn't think too much of it. Packers squad is kind of a joke lately. Um, letting Devontae Adam walk, the whole fiasco. With Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. Well, he asked for a trade, which is crazy to me. He had no choice. There was nothing. They weren't doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, but they were going to pay him the same money, and he asked to be traded. It's crazy. It might sound crazy, but it's crazy to sound the Raiders sound like a more competitive option. They probably a better place to live. Vegas, in Green Bay, Minnesota. That's a good exactly. point. I I didn't think about it. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm sure he's having a lot more fun in Vegas than in Green Bay. But hey, yo, I wouldn't. Well, no state taxes. That's gonna come back to him because he's gonna probably gamble a lot of that money away at those casinos. Green Bay, you don't gotta worry about nothing. Real estate is cheap out there. <laughs> but nah, uh, this man definitely counted for 25 percent of of the yards and touchdowns for the Packers next last year. Uh, so pretty much losing him is going to be really rough. Um, obviously, a lot of people think Alan Zara could step into the shoes. I do not. Uh, he'll step into some shoes, but not into not into Devontae Adams' shoes. Hmm. Um, obviously, they need a healthy uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, 35% of the yards last year came from that duel. So you definitely need them um, pretty much to be a solid workhorse. And that was between the duel, that was one of the top running Russian duels. True. So pretty much, as long as Alan Zara get a lot more opportunities, um, they got what Robert Tanyan and Randall Cobb. Yeah. Uh, also there in the mix. Um, I think they got a Christian Watson, small school rookie. Um, so we'll see how he uh, does good. Um, they always used to have a weak spot in the secondary, but honestly, uh, Zaire Alexander um, is pretty much. Uh, one of the top corners when he's uh, not injured. He only played four games last season. Um, so I think they're going to have a good a good uh, secondary, him and Eric Stokes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think they snatched up uh, someone decent from the Cardinals team, uh, Russell Douglas. And, and pretty much he was tied for fourth in the league with five interceptions last year. Um, so obviously not even getting that him. much time to have, uh, to have five interceptions. You were out there doing something. That's going to help him um, a lot. Exactly. Uh, so pretty much with veteran uh, Adrian Amos at strong safety, I definitely uh, think they're going to have a good year. Uh, like you said, Darnell Savage um, is good. Might not be the the same he was like two years ago uh, when he first got picked. But pretty much, uh, like you said, they have no depth. Um, there's pretty much nothing besides those few people. And they had a lot of uh, do not plays last year with a lot of different uh, reasons, whether it's injury, COVID, and things like that. And obviously, when the Packers do have one of those uh, those 
game for a few weeks where everyone can't play, mm. then they definitely start losing games. Right. Um, I still had them going 11-6 just because of the rushing game, uh, the defense, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I had the Vikings going 10-7. Uh, and 7. But I can 100% or not be surprised if the Vikings win the division. So, I mean, uh, you made some good points about their defense. I think they stepped up on their defense a little bit more than last year for sure. Uh, they lost a lot on offense, though. I mean, Devontae Adams is a huge loss. You know, having almost a 2,000-yard receiver there and adding Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, like that is not – that's not who you want. You know, Mercedes Lewis is another one of their tight ends who – he's getting old. He can't stay on the field for more than, like, seven games a season the last three years. He hasn't been on the field for more than seven games, so I don't trust him as much either. Same with Sammy. He has problems with getting injured, too. Um, and I know that Aaron Rodgers can make receivers out of nobody. I, I do see Amari Rodgers actually stepping it up this year more than Randall Cobb and more than Sammy Watkins. I think he's going to be a, a decent option for them. But I'll be honest, I see Aaron Rodgers taking a slight step back. He's not going to be that MVP player that he was last year, and they're going to be relying a lot more on their running game this year. And, um, you know, we definitely will see what happens with their defense. I know you, you definitely trust them, and, and I agree that Sean Gary was a good pickup. Jair Alexander is a, is a good player as well there in uh, the cornerback position. But I still think that they got problems in that, in that secondary. You know, we haven't seen it yet, and I still feel like they're going to have a lot of problems, like letting go of a lot of yards, a lot of passing yards especially. So I think that they're going to be in a lot of high-scoring games, and they're going to have to – try to throw the ball and most you know a lot of these times there's gonna be a lot of drops with these young guys you know trying to catch passes from one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL and Aaron Rodgers I still believe he's one of the best I just don't see them going above the Vikings and I actually have them switched I have them at 10 and um, 7 actually and the Vikings at 12 and 5 you made a lot of good points and I could definitely see where you're coming from I just so used to picking the the Packers, but you're right. You might be right. This might be the year for the Vikings. No, no, I'm actually gonna I'm switching it because that offensive switch to the scheme is really gonna set that offense on fire. Yeah, and I do think this really is gonna be the year for the Vikings. So yeah, um, let me see. Yeah, so I'm going I'm going Packers ten and seven, Vikings eleven and six. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. Oh. Yeah, at the end of the day, we both know the other two teams not one of the division. Right. I mean, there's a team that has a slight chance. Let's talk about no, them real quick. The Chicago no, Bears. No, not. I, the slight. That's to me. That's the last place team in this division. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not not to win. Not to win the division. But let's uh, let's say to uh to possibly like uh get in that um. Win that game. Win no, game. no, in in the wild card game. That's what I'm thinking. Because honestly, a nine and seven team in the NFC could. Or, I'm sorry, nine and eight. Could make it to the wild card game this year in NFC. Now, do I think that they're going to get nine and eight? Let's talk about it real quick. I think Justin Fields is going to take a step up this year. That is one thing that I think for sure. And you you got to give it to them. Their running game is actually really good as well. The Bears. I don't know if you believe that, but as as far as like last year, their running game was really good with along with um, the Philadelphia. Um, Eagles. David Montgomery is a really good running back. I do think Justin Fields is going to take a step up this year. Now, they do got Komet, who's one of the best tight ends in the league. You know, he's, he's going to be up there for one of the best tight ends. And they also have a really good offensive line. That's one thing they worked on this year. Tevin Jenkins came in. 
who's a new player for them. Their problem is their wide receivers. They really don't have anyone who's great to throw to. They got Pringle, who's decent. Darnell Mooney, who was their best wide receiver last year. He got close to 1,000 yards. And uh, Aquantinus St. Brown, who, you know, he's supposedly going to be their slot guy. But we'll see what happens with that. That's going to be their issue. If Justin Fields can, can try to, you know, take over a few games and win it by himself, I think that's a possibility. Now, obviously, they lost Khalil Mack, which is a huge loss, but they do have Robert Quinn, and they do got Raekwon Smith as well, who they picked up from the Bills, actually, and that's who they uh, they switched off uh, Mack for, is Raekwon Smith, so we'll see if that's uh, a slight, uh, you know, a slight difference with their linebackers. They do got Eddie Jackson from the Colts, who was a good, strong safety, so I think that they're in spots, they're good on defense. They have two easy wins, I think, in this division. You know, the Detroit Lions, I, I believe that they're better than them. So I do think that those might be two easy wins. I'll be honest, I have them actually going eight and nine this year. I think that they're going to be decent, the Chicago Bears. What about you? I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be three and 14. Wow. Honestly. Wow. Uh, they cleaned house. Yeah, they're trying to build a good team around uh, uh, Justin Fields, but what they're doing is trying to slowly build the defense to build good offensive players that can progress to then boom up that offense in a few years. Okay. Uh, so right now, they're not even focused on the offense, and that's pretty much why I don't think they're going to do good this year because they're pre- I think they're preparing to tank for at least one more year mm. um, because they know that they're not going to do good this year. This year is about building up that defense and honestly allowing – uh, Justin Fields to grow more and be comfortable with what they believe are his guys now. Um, obviously, they had to move on from Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, the coach, the owner. They just pretty much cleaned house and got rid of everybody. Um, like I said, the only real big pickup they did was Brian Pringle, and that was because obviously Justin Fields 100% needed a receiver um, in the draft. Um, they tried to use it on a couple old lines, um, but they did add a, a quick receiver, Velas Jones, in the third round. Um, pretty much, this is another team that didn't draft their quarterback, so the quarterback honestly might have to prove. Because um, they, they could be building, that's why they said they're building a team with the defense first. Because they could, if they build the team on defense, then build the offense, at the end of the day, they could always just get rid of the quarterback last second and replace him with another quarterback. That's a good point. Uh, so that's why they work on the defense right now. Um, obviously, um, they have no good star power in defense besides Raycon Smith right now, which is why they're trying to do that. Um, I, I know they're. They, I think they're hoping that Darnell Mooney is uh, a one-two punch between Justin Fields. Just really, uh, they're hoping that that's that connection that's going to continue to grow. Um, and obviously, Brian Pringle on the other side, um, he had a great uh, third year, uh, a year, great year working third option uh, for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, I actually think that was his third year as yep. well. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they got a couple more receivers. Um, and like I said, it's just a bunch of journeymen. I think they're just trying to hope to find something good. Um, no, no top names. Um, like you said, Cole Kmet is 100% phenomenal. He's going to have a good breakout year. And honestly, besides Mooney Montgomery, um, who was a great running back, and Kmet, there really isn't nothing else there. And that's why I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. Um, pretty much uh, besides uh, 
besides Montgomery, um, no one else has established themselves on that offense. Um, everyone, we all look at the potential. Right. You know, Kamat had a great year last year, but he only had like 600 yards. That's true. We just know what 600 yards um, and the carry or receptions he had now becoming that second option for a somewhat improved quarterback. We expect him to have a more breakout year. But then the day, the only person who's actually proven themselves on that on that team is Montgomery. Um, so we expect David Montgomery to continue to handle most of the reps. Um, probably, honestly, 30 touches a game. That's really what wow. he's been Wow, I think so. Um, yeah. It's a lot. With passing? Um, yeah. Well, yes, yes, yeah. yes. With passing, because they're going to use him a lot in the out, outside of out, out the backfield. Um, okay. and obviously, Khalil Herbert. Um, but besides that, I don't really expect much from that team, which is why I got them going 3 and 14. 3 and 14, yes. Yeah, I mean. I think that they. I think Joseph Fields is going to take a slight step up this year. They are focusing more on his passing this year. They they want him to kind of stay in the pocket more, and their offensive line has gotten slightly bit better. So I, I do think that you know Mooney is is going to be the guy that he has that biggest connection with for sure. And I think Komet is going to have a slightly better year. So I see them doing slightly better than that and and winning a few more games because they actually have one of the easiest strength of schedules as well. And uh, yeah. So I mean they. There's a few games that they can win just because they're they're a home team and and they got a bad away team coming. Yeah, no, I, I just don't see much for that division or for that team in that division. They're not going to win that many games, so that's why I, I got them there. Gotcha, gotcha. And I mean, you might be right, man, but what about the other team in the division who's pretty much been on the bottom of the barrel since I mean I don't know how long. Uh, yeah, no, the Lions, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, this is the first time in, in a while the Lions actually have a plan. Yeah. Um, it's just going to take them a while to actually build it up and for them to become competitive. Hmm. Um, they definitely, um, they definitely, they got, I know they signed uh, a new head coach that's trying to take over the play call of duty to change up the scheme. Yep. Um, Dan Campbell. Perfect. Dan Campbell is yep. that man right now. Exactly. And he um, has a really good coaching staff around him, too. I don't know if you've been watching uh, Hard Knocks. They were obviously featured on Hard Knocks this year, but he has a lot of players that used to play, you know, like Rand, uh, Antoine Randallel is one of the guys, you know, as wide receiver coach. You know, he's, he's got guys uh, that they used to be players as coaches. No, and that's why I 100% say, uh, at least for the first time, it looks like they're actually trying to do the right things. Um, the only bright spot for them last year was Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, did absolutely trash, but then pretty much after week 13, exploded in six games, looked phenomenal. Uh, obviously, he'll be back. But at the end of the day, he was having uh, long-term absences from TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift last year. Sure. So a lot of those touches are going back. On top of them signing uh, DJ Chark yep. and picking <clears throat> up Jameson Williams. So, don't expect the only bright spot basically is putting, getting pushed back to the fifth. So, don't really expect much. They did, they did honestly try to help Jared Goff this season, though, 100%. They, they brought in some receivers. Obviously, they got DeAndre, um, DeAndre uh, Swift. Swift. Uh, great, great pass catching tight end. Um, and TJ Hawkinson, and obviously they tried to stop that O line and, and make sure that defense um, is somewhat good. But that's pretty much where their weak spot is: is that defense. They don't have a horrible, horrible offense, and that's why the the the, the, 
the Lions basically went, what, 0-8 last year before they even won a game? Yeah. Is because basically that defense is so bad, you have no choice but to keep throwing from behind. Yep. And when you don't have a phenomenal offense, you're not going to win games like that. That's true. And, I mean, their running back was out pretty much the whole season last year. And I do think that DeAndre Swift is going to be really good this year, actually. I, I actually oh, yeah. I expect him to, to get over 1,000 yards this year. I think he's going to be a, a surprise for a lot of people. Maybe maybe not really a surprise because he is very talented. Mm-hmm. As long as he's still healthy. And that's why I do got them winning a few games this year. Honestly, I'll give him 5-12. Um, yeah, five and twelve. They can win the two games against. Um, they could definitely win the two games against the Bears, hmm. and then they can win three more. See, I I agree with you. I, I I disagree that they're gonna win both the games against the Bears, but I do agree with you that they're gonna go five and eleven. For you did give the Bears. I'm sorry, five and twelve. Right, five and twelve. Five and twelve. Uh, I I do agree with that. I think that they're gonna be slightly better than last year, but you can't really trust Jared Goff. Not to get injured either. Their offensive line is not the greatest. And if you were watching uh, Hard Knocks, like you saw them in the preseason, they were they were pretty terrible on offensive their offensive line play. A lot of their yeah. quarterbacks were getting they were getting hit every time. Um, now, it, as far as like you know, if uh, if we're looking at their defense, I do think that they probably had the steal of the draft. Uh, the number two pick of the draft, Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson. I, uh, he came in uh, from Michigan, and he was the best defensive end. And if, if you saw in the preseason, he's already had like three sacks in the preseason. Each game he's had a sack. So I think that he's definitely going to be a good spot for them. Um, they also got this guy, Gonzalez, that's going to be their outside linebacker now. Um, he was un- he, or, Sorry, he went sixth round as a rookie, and this year he's going to be a starter now. Um, so I, I think that that's a bright spot for them too. Other than that, St. Brown was another good spot for them. I, I do agree with you there. I, it all depends on what Jared Goff does. If he gets injured in the middle of the year, then you can call this season a wash because their backup is David Blau, and you can't trust him at all. Um, but I do see Swift doing some things, but I agree with you. They're going to be playing from behind a lot, and that's going to be their problem, and I agree that they're going to go 5-11. and 11. Or, Sorry, 5-12, 5-12 because 17 games. Yeah, yeah, 5-12, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. So, um, yeah, I originally had the Packers, but you 100% had me convinced. Nice. I'm telling you, man, Vikings is a surprise team in the NFL. We'll take the division this year. I think so. They're going to be a big surprise. And I think that Kirk Cousins has to be because if not, then he's, he's gone. But let's get into the best division in football, in all of football. And it has been for at least the last four years. I mean... Now, it might be a slightly, you know, down tick because, obviously, one guy left the division, one of the quarterbacks, probably one of the best quarterbacks, historic quarterback, Russell Wilson, left. But, you know, what can we expect from the NFC West? We got to see what we can expect from them because right now, obviously, we got the Rams, the 49ers, we got... Seattle Seahawks, and then you know we got the Arizona Cardinals out there. Um, you know what? What do you really? My favorite team, obviously, is the Rams. But can we? You know, can we just say that all these teams have a chance to win? You know, especially the Arizona Cardinals and 49ers, They all have a chance to win the division, I think. Um, and if not, then who? 
you know, who else could it be really? You know. So we're gonna talk about the AFC I'm sorry, the NFC West now and we're we're going through obviously the San Fran, I just talked a little bit about how my Rams are my favorite, and I, I still believe that they're the top dog in the NFC, but I haven't given, you know, any predictions for them yet, but let's talk about, you know, the NFC West real quick. Who you got is one of the teams you think is going to do good? I mean, this team has three three people make it uh, to the uh, to the Super uh, not the Super Bowl, but to the playoffs last year. So clearly, very competitive team, a very competitive division. Right. Obviously, you got names like Russell Wilson, Chandler Jones, um, that were in that division, and Von Miller. All those, all those names are pretty much rushing around, uh, trying to get a crack at, e- at each other. Definitely one of the top divisions. Um, obviously, I want to talk about the 49ers. Mm. Um, they really sat themselves down. No one knows what they're doing. Uh, the whole Trey Lance and Jimmy G thing. It's really ridiculous. Um, the fact that uh, Debo Samuel 100% want, wants out, um, it just seems like uh, the team is honestly trying to build around something that's not working, and they're slowly falling apart because of it. Damn. Good point. So I um, I know they're trying to be competitive. Um, right, right. They're trying, they're trying to be competitive. Um, I know they try to add some good big names like Javarius Ward. Or uh, even um, pretty much, uh, they try to uh, help get help for George Kittle. They try to get uh, Lance a more conservative approach uh, to where he don't have to really throw far, even though he got a cannon. But at the end of the day, I personally don't think it's gonna work. Um, pretty much, they lost Alec Mack and Lakin Lakin Thomason on that O line, so that's a big. Uh, big downfall just for the fact that they have to actually try to uh, protect uh, in mobile quarter or a mobile quarterback that athletic that gets hurt a lot so I don't think that's going to be good for them True. Um, then on, on top of that besides Evo Samuel George Kittle who they really got um, to really give the ball to uh, I don't think uh, a good name on that team is definitely um, obviously Eli Mitchell great running back um, I think that he's uh, going to stay healthy. He's going to definitely uh, get over 1,000 yards again, and he only did that in 11 contests last year. So I definitely think uh, that running crew is, is going to be good. I think the only thing that they honestly need to do is get rid of Trey. I don't Trey. think it's worth it. They're not getting rid of Trey. I don't know why. They're, they're going to get rid of Garoppolo, if anything, but obviously... they, they got to get rid of both, if anything. Damn, well, they haven't even seen what they can see out of Trey yet. <laughs> and you know that they love him. Especially, uh, one thing One thing I'll say is um, Kyle Shanahan, uh, this is the quarterback that he picked. Remember, he didn't pick Garoppolo to come to San Francisco. Right. Um, this, and the guys that he loves, Kyle Shanahan... Are guys like RG three, you know, like that's that's his style of play, and Trey Lance is very similar to RG three. Honestly, for me, that's the whole point. He needs to change his whole style up. You want the the guy with the cannon arm, mobile, on the run. But at the end of the day, that never worked for RG three either. Like, yeah, it did, but it wasn't long term or or consistent. Good point. And in this team, they have a way better run game. A really solid defense, and if they had a somewhat accurate quarterback in the pocket and built the whole line, 
they could build a good team. And obviously, I'm not no coach, so I can't tell them what to do. But at the end of the day, when has his style of play actually took him anywhere? Well, I'll be honest. Like, um, I didn't watch too much of Trey Lance when he was in college. I'll be honest about that. But last year, I did watch him. And from what I saw, I did see a lot of mistakes early, you know, early in the season. Obviously, they, they brought him out there, then they benched him. They brought him out again, and then they benched him again, and they had Garoppolo finish out the season. But you saw what Garoppolo did. Pretty much almost got to the Super Bowl by himself. And I'm very surprised that they couldn't get rid of Garoppolo. That's my surprise uh, for this team. I'll be honest. I, I didn't think that they were going to go this direction unless they would have traded for they would have traded Garoppolo away. I still thought they would have kept him, but the reason is because right. Kyle Shanahan likes that. You know, he likes to spread the ball around, and, and they actually have a good team for it. They got Debo Samuel. They got Kittle. They got Brandon Ayuk, who's another good receiver, actually. He's going to be a good slot receiver there. And those two running backs, man, like you said, like um, Jeff Wilson, you know, is actually a good running back as well as Elijah Mitchell. So they're both like a, a yes. good one-two tandem, I think. I think that they're actually going to have a pretty good, you know, offense. They did pick up Ray Ray McLeod from the Bills as well, who's who's gonna another decent wide receiver, and um, we don't know much from him because he's in his, uh, you know, he's still early in his career and he hasn't had much playing time. So we'll see if he actually gets a little bit more into the mix this year. He's probably gonna be a third or fourth receiver, but right. I think that they're actually set on offense, and their big question is gonna be, you know, that defense. If, if that defense can do what it did last year, then mm-hmm. they actually set up in a pretty good spot. They do got Nick Bosa. You know, they got, you know, Oren Burks, who's a good linebacker. So they actually have pieces there, but is Trey Lance going to be able to score points? That's going to be the big question. They have the offense molded around him, and now it's literally up to him, up to Trey Lance. Um, I see this team taking a step back from last year because I don't think Trey Lance is there yet, but I don't see them taking much of a step back. I still see them going 9-8 and eight in this division. Nah, I definitely got them going nine and eight. They're definitely gonna break over even, and uh, honestly, depending on the rest of the division, because the Cardinals and Seahawks might not be what they were last year, um, that still might be enough to get a wild card. Good point. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think it, it, it could be for sure. It could be. Um, it might be. I mean, it, it depends on you know how good you know the Cardinals and Rams do because. We can just say right now the Seahawks are probably going to be the the low ones on the totem pole right here, right? <laughs> and, I mean, for me, there's one team that's lower. Um, well, I'm I'm saying as far as this division, as far as this division, the NFC West, the the Seahawks are going to be the lowest. Of this yes, division. yes, hundred percent. Yeah. So what what you thinking with them? Well, I mean, they're starting a guy, you know, the 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 people, you know, don't know, but obviously they they pretty much lost. Everybody on that team, the Super Bowl team from a few years ago is gone. They they don't they don't have that anymore. Nobody's there. Obviously, Russell Wilson is the biggest name that that's gone. And um, you know, with them, do they really have? They have a young defense actually that they're trying to they're trying to put out there, and they're hoping that they can they can help them. But their offense is the biggest problem, and and I'm surprised that they didn't really make. Too many pickups on on offense, other than Marquise Goodwin. That was like their only good pickup. Um, but they're they're gonna be starting Geno Smith, obviously. I think, I think they got Noah Fant. 
the tight oh, end. Okay, yeah, they did get Noah Fan, but, but that's still like. But if you remember Noah Fan when he was on the Broncos, he got injured pretty much. Every, I thought he was going to be a like a top tight end. I, I really thought he was going to be on on uh, Tony Gonzalez level. Noah Fan, he was one. He was definitely on my radar when he was on the Broncos. Maybe he didn't get enough chances uh, to get throws there, but. Do you really believe that Geno Smith is going to be able to throw, you know, him no. and DK Metcalf the ball and Marquise Goodwin? I mean, Tyler these guys Lockett. are, yeah, Tyler Lockett, who's, uh, you know, he's going to be their third guy now. Tyler Lockett, he's not even going to be their second guy anymore. No, because Marquise Goodwin took over that second spot. And we Ty- had this conversation last year too. But I think you didn't think that he was a number two. Tyler Lockett is a hundred percent that number two on that team. Well, they, they stated that they're going to put Tyler Lockett at the slot position. So, I don't know. I mean, they, I guess you can consider him a number two, but they're just moving him around. They're just moving him around, yeah. But, I'm I mean, saying him and, him and Decal were 50% of the targets last year. True, but Godwin is no scrub. Godwin is nice, too. Godwin is nice. Remember, he was, uh, sorry, Goodwin. Goodwin. Got you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, yes. So, yes, Goodwin is a 100% a fantastic pickup. So, I think that, you know, he could possibly, like, you know, maybe move above him this year. And remember, Tyler's getting older, too. And he is the type of guy, though, that can uh, take a screenplay and take it to the house, though. So that's one thing that I'll give him every time. Like, Tyler Lockett is a great screen player. Um, as far as that, their running backs are terrible. Rashad Penny is nothing to talk home about. Like, Kenneth Walker, uh, nothing to talk about, really. Like, these guys are, are I don't know. They're, they're not, like, in the top... 20 running backs in the NFL right now. Um, The one good spot you can talk about the Seahawks is their strong safety and their free safety position. Obviously, they got Jamal Adams and they got Quantre Diggs on um, free safety. So that's probably the best that I can give them. Now, this team, I think that they're going to be terrible because of Geno Smith. I don't trust Geno Smith at all, and I never have. I do believe in, you know, Noah Fant, Lockett, and DK, but I just don't believe in Geno. And honestly, for that reason, I just think that this team is going to have a lot of losses playing from behind. They might even move to Drew Locke at some point in the season. And just for that reason alone, I actually have them doing terrible this season. Sorry to say, but I got them going 3-14. and 14. Wow, that is bad. Honestly, I got them going 5-12. and 12. Mm. Um, I mean, like you said... No, no one's there. Uh, they're going to keep continue the run-heavy scheme, but at the end of the day, uh, Chris Carson has not proven that he can be reliable. Well, he's injured um, right now. He's, exactly. He has injury. injured. He's not even going to come in the beginning of the season, like first five games. Yeah, he, got that, he got that disc fusion yeah. on his neck, so he's still out. He's, he's um, out so the first five. He was yeah. uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, so pretty much, whole uh, line's not that good. Uh, DK Metcalf um, is obviously something to write home about as a receiver. Um, but like I said, Lockett, they brought in Goodwin. Um, Fans, not bad. Truthfully, it's actually one of the best receiving core they had in probably 10 years. That's a good point. That's that's a really good it, point. They definitely, it might be crazy, but that must, that's no, one that's of the a best good point. receiving cores they had in 10 years. Uh, but the problem is they don't need it as long as they always had a good runner. When they don't have a good runner. Well, they should have gave That's this receiving core to to Russell Wilson, though. Not not a guy like Geno Smith, though. Like exactly. Why they and never gave him a wide receiver? They're run heavy, and they're going to continue to run, uh, but with no running backs. So that's when they're going to force Geno uh, to throw, and that's not really going to go in their favor. Um, so definitely, um, I I do think that they're going to have to try to get 
Derek Kenneth Walker. He's, it's going to be up to him. He needs to have a really good, um, really good first half of the season. Um, obviously, they're going to have to learn to. Uh, they're going to get Rashad Penny involved as well. Right. But they're going to have to learn uh, to be able to move that ball uh, with someone else besides Russell Wilson behind the behind the center. Because Russell Wilson was great when it came to changeables. Yes. So whenever a play broke down, he always find a way to get you those extra couple yards. That's not what you have in the backfield anymore. Um, so that's why I gave him the record I did. Um, I think Penny will start the year as an early down back over uh, over Walker. So I think it's going to be out to Kenny to really set the tone. But truthfully, I'm not seeing too much I'm excited about. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And one thing, if you remember about the Seahawks, the last few years, they've had the worst offensive line in the NFL, and that's one thing that Russell Wilson's always been mad about. He's said that he's always said that's why he had to run around and make plays, you know, by himself. But I mean, do you see Geno Smith doing that same thing? No, I don't. I don't think he's gonna be able to do that. I think he's gonna be getting sacked all over this year, and right. I will not be surprised if they go to Drew Locke by the end of the season. No, hundred percent. I think Drew Locke might definitely get that start, but we'll see. At the end of the day, they're gonna run the ball a lot, so whoever's there might be good. Right. But speaking of another young quarterback, you want to go through the next team real quick? Pretty much it's the last team. Well, um, two more, two more, because I didn't, still didn't talk about, you know. Oh, that's right. I was going to say the best for last. No, no, that was true, though. We already talked about them enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I need to get my fix. I need to get my fix of Rams. Let's, let's talk about the one team that we don't know if they won or lost, basically. Um, they lost pretty much big name uh, passer this year, uh, but they didn't replace him. They brought in uh, Zach Ertz, paid Kyler Murray all that money, but a lot of people don't think he's worth it. Um, they lost someone named DeAndre Hopkins, um, who's at this point six out. games. Huh? Six games. And he's so at this point, he's not coming back for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so they got to find uh, another receiving core to put it together. They also lost, uh, they had like five decent receivers uh, pretty much. They lost pretty much another two on top of that. Uh, they did pick up uh, Marquise Brown. Yeah. Um, so they, they will try to pretty much continue to give Kyler Murray some options. Um, but at, at this point, um, it's it's really up to that coach and quarterback uh, duel to really show what they got. Yeah. Um, they gave them all the personnel. They gave them all the money. Um, they built up that D, gave them some good tight ends. Obviously, it's exact urge, Randall Moore. Uh, pretty much uh, trying to make sure that Kyler have everything he need. Um, at the end of the day, he had a fantastic year. Him and Hopkins went down last year. Um, they struggled with him. But when he finally got to the playoffs, he looked like a shell of himself. Granted, I, I attribute that to the Rams' defense. Um, but he definitely, him and the rest of the team, looked like a shell of himself. So let's hope that uh, uh, they continue to uh, run the ball. They uh, definitely had a great run in attack. Two-headed dragons on uh, the last couple years. And uh, it was Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Now it's James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Uh, so I definitely expect uh, Chase Edmonds to get the start. Um, Wait, um, you remember Chase Edmonds, he moved down to uh, Miami. You remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Conner was getting the start. Yeah, yeah. James Conner was starting. They, they picked up Williams. So, they yeah, picked up Daryl Williams. I'm sorry. I'm literally looking at the tracks right now. Yeah, yeah. They just... Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, I... You, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. They lost a lot this year. Um, they, the good pickups were Hollywood Brown 
and they did pick up AJ Green, who they're hoping is going to be uh, number two until DeAndre Hopkins comes back and takes over that number one role, and Marquise can move to number two. Um, yep. But Zach Ertz, I think he's 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 a good pickup for them because Kyler Murray does love to throw to his tight ends and. Uh, their defense, you know, they're getting old. They do have Zach Allen, obviously J.J. Watt, but they're old. Other than Isaiah Simmons, you know, Buda Baker is a young guy that we can we can see good things from. But you know, they have an older defense. Um, the one thing that we have to, you know, hope for is if Kyler Murray throws the ball around and also has a balanced attack on throwing and running. The reason why I think that they got really beat up bad in the playoffs is because they didn't balance the running and the passing. There was a lot more passing than, than rushing they just, in the playoffs. They tried running it off the rip, they got behind by a little bit and tried running it even more. I mean, passing, passing it off the rip. Yeah. Got behind a little bit and granted that was defense but really put the offense in a good position. True, I mean one up twenty one zip on them. Exactly. And then they really just had no choice. Yeah, I mean they had to but this year, I mean, once DeAndre comes back, I do think that they have the personnel that's really good, like A.J. Green, Marquise Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins. That's that's a pretty decent wide receiver core along with uh, Zach Ertz. And if you remember, James Conner in Pittsburgh, he was catching some passes from the backfield too, so he can do that over here as well. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, honestly, I, I actually see them doing decent this year because obviously the Seahawks lost um, Russell Wilson, and I do, I do believe that San Francisco is going to take a step down. So I think the team is going to take a step up is the Arizona Cardinals, and I actually have them going eleven and six this year. Honestly, I really don't know what they're doing, and I I think they're going to have a tough time winning games in their division. Yeah, it's always a tough um, division. I think that's going to be a big problem. Um, them trying to win games against the 49ers and the Rams. So I honestly uh, got them going. Nine and seven. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're gonna have the greatest season. I think they're gonna fall back. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Because I think the rest of the team, you know, I don't agree. I don't agree with Trey Lance. I think the rest of the of the division uh, tried to get better. I mean, they try other than Seahawks. Yeah, they Instead they tried, the but but they were they were the one out of the four teams that wasn't in the playoffs last year. No, you're right, but I still think that the San Fran is going to take slightly a step down, so that's going to help the Cardinals a bit, uh, just a, a little bit. And um, right, right, it all depends on you know what happens when DeAndre Hopkins comes back though, because six games is a long time mm-hmm. without having your number one guy. Um, I do agree with that, but I, I just think that yeah because. I do see the Seahawks being terrible. That those are two two wins right there. That it's easy, and you are right about one thing though. This division, the NFC West, is pretty much like the NFC East. These games are always tough. Pretty much by three points. Or less. Oh, yeah. The last few seasons has been like that. But real quick, let's talk about the top dogs of the division. The Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, used to be the St. Louis Rams. And hey, Los hey, Angeles fans hey. after that, of course. But what can I say about my team, man? I'm I'm happy about my team. They made some good moves in the off season, and they didn't really lose much. Like yes, we did lose, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller. Von Miller was probably our biggest loss of the season. That I will totally agree on. Um, we lost Von Miller to Buffalo, but Buffalo overpaid for him, and I just believe that 100%. They overpaid for him. Mm-hmm. 
But instead of Odo Beckham, we actually picked up a really good wide receiver in Allen Robinson. That's going to be a huge target for Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and Allen Robinson. That three-headed monster along with Tyler Higby. I think that we're going to be set up for success. Plus, we're getting back our running back, Cam Akers, who was out with an Achilles injury last year in the first game of the season. So we pretty much didn't have any running game last year, and we still won the Super Bowl. Now we got Cam Akers back with Daryl Henderson. They're going to be a good one-two punch. And I, I see Matthew Stafford throwing for 5,000 yards this year with you know Cooper Cup having a great year again. Allen Robinson is, is a really good you know wide receiver, like I said. And... The one thing that we got to talk about is our defense. You know, we did lose our linebacker, you know, top linebacker in uh, Von Miller, but we got Leonard Floyd, and Leonard Floyd is no scrub. You know, he's the, he's the one that, that we put in that position. Plus, we did pick up Bobby Wagner, who I, th I think is a great pickup. Even though he's older, you know, he's, he's on his downturn, I still think he's a good pickup. We still got Jalen Ramsey. We still got Taylor Rapp in the back all the way in the back with cornerbacks and strong safety. So I think that we're set down there. And obviously the best defender in football, the best defensive player in football is still on our team, Aaron Donald. Cool. I expect this Aaron Donald, man. This man is a monster. Don't don't act like you don't know him. Stop it. <laughs> this man's cool. going to be this man's going to begin sacks all over. I promise you. I, I believe that our team is made for success and the one thing about Sean McVay is he knows what to put around Matt Stafford to to make him do good. He, he wants a guy in the slot that's going to be able to catch passes and, and get yards after the catch and Cooper Cup is that guy and so is Allen Robinson. So I think that that's two guys right there that are going to help him. Now we didn't really make, um, we lost our left tackle which was huge. Um, that He was uh, the, the best left tackle last year. Um, we, we had him from Cincinnati and, and then he was with us. Um, and then he just retired. I, I'm forgetting his name right now, but it, it'll come back to me. But um, he was literally the best left tackle in the league last year. So we, we do got Joe Noteboom, who's the new guy there. We'll see what happens there. The left tackle is one of the most important positions in the offensive line. So hopefully he can he can not get Matthew Stafford sacked as much. But I just believe in my team a lot, man. I believe in our offense, especially with Cam Akers back. And I totally believe in our defense. I think that... We're going to be easily a top five defense in the NFL with the guys that we got, even losing Von Miller. And for that reason, I got my team as one of the best teams in the NFL, and I actually got them going 13-4 and four this season. Honestly, I, um, I almost agree with you. I got them going 12-5. Mm. Um, obviously, with Stafford, Donald, Ramsey, and Cup, no, there was no money to give around. Um, they lost Robert Woods. Uh, Von Miller, Darius Williams, uh, couldn't re-sign Odell, Andrew uh, right, Whitworth right. retired. Whitworth, that was um, his name, thank you, Whitworth, thank you. Andrew Whitworth retired. Yep. Um, so right now, uh, they pretty much, they picked up Allen Robinson, uh, like you said. Um, they picked up a couple of rookies um, to get on that O-line, Kyron Williams, also uh, Logan Bruss. Um, cause they also lost Austin Corbett. Yep. So they pretty much did lose up a lot of that O line. Um, obviously, Cooper Cup is going to be busy. Um, 
Van Jefferson is going to get a big increase with Robert Woods and Odell gone. And obviously, Tyler Higbee is always a very, very good complimentary piece uh, to that tight end position and the rest of that offense. Uh, but like you said, Allen Robertson getting picked up is definitely um, a, a good thing. Um, he's still someone who can go up and get it and, and can go and make plays anywhere in the field. Um, so definitely the offense is going to be good. But like you said, they lost a little bit of a step on defense. Uh, Wagner was almost as good as you can get as a replacement for losing Von Miller, if you're being quite honest. Um, so that's why they don't really lose much. They pretty much stay in the same position. And 100%, even though I don't got them going 13-4, and four, I still at total 5, I think 100% they're the team to beat. I, I think so, too. I think this is the team to be in the NFC along with the Vikings, as I said before. Uh, I, I still believe that the Rams are, are the top dogs, though, and I'll be honest, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, they're d definitely one of the teams that we see in the NFC championship game for sure this year. I would not be surprised about that again. You know, 100%, man. I definitely uh, definitely think they're, they're just a, the best team in the NFC right now for me, 100%. And I'm glad we got to keep him for last because obviously, they, like they say, save the best for last. And I do oh, yeah. believe that they are going to be the best in the NFC this year. Um, so comment below, guys, who you think is going to be the best team in the NFC. And also, if you want to comment like who you think the best records are going to be or some of your favorite teams, comment what you think the record of your favorite team will be below. We want to hear that. We really do. We want to see just an NFC, though. If you got a favorite team in the NFC. The AFC we've already done, so if you want to check out that video, go ahead and uh, click on our page and make sure you guys check out that video as well because we did an AFC preview for you guys as well. Um, but really, thank you guys for watching this episode. It's been great talking about these NFC teams, and we pretty much did our whole preview for, for the NFL right now so we know who we think the top dogs are going to be. Like I said, if you guys are watching the video, click that like button below and make sure you guys subscribe. Also, if you guys want to check us out, we got a Patreon right now where we got a lot of merch. And we got a lot of things for you guys there. If you want to ask us questions there, we're going to put a lot more content there. We're going to do a lot more behind-the-scenes stuff. And we're going to answer more questions on there as well once you guys, you know, um, want to ask them. Also, we're always on social media. Ask uh, you already know what it is. Uh, we 